Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Beardy and the Geek. My name is Emmett Okuna and with me is... Ryan Huff. How are you going tonight, Emmett? I'm grand, I'm grand. I thought it would be a good opportunity for us to have a dedicated episode, just to have a wee chat about all the things that are going on in comics at the moment, because it's a, October's a busy month. It is a very busy month. I mean, it seems as though everyone is, uh, they're all getting their books out at the moment, which yeah. is better than getting other things out. Is it like the end of the year rush, get it out before Christmas hits or something? Yeah, perhaps. Or, or maybe it's a matter of um, just get it on the shelf so that when Christmas does come around, beer and pork and, you know, <laughs> crackling and mince pies. <laughs> you can concentrate on the good stuff, yeah. Well, uh, very excited. There's a number of books I want to get through tonight. And as Ryan said, there's quite a few launches. But um, very excited because next weekend... Graphic is coming back to Sydney, and this is a fantastic comic festival. I only went to one of them a couple of years ago, the year that uh, Talking With Gods showed, which is the Grant Morrison documentary. And this year, Jordan Rizar, the curator of Graphic, has got his hands on Grant Morrison himself, which is incredible. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal, but it, yeah. it's not It's not just Grant Morrison. Nope. I mean, the entire lineup is pretty incredible. Art Spiegelman... He's going to be talking comics, which is amazing. Good to hear from the master. Uh, I mean, whenever Art Spiegelman comes up, there's this sort of reverence because he won the Pulitzer. So it's like, this is a comic book, which won the Pulitzer. <laughs> so it's, yeah. uh, Dave McKean is doing his Nine Lives show, which I'm really looking forward to seeing. So he's performing and doing some spoken word, and then his art is going to be part of the show as well, so it's a mixed media thing. And then the Robot Chicken Boys as well. Uh, who else? Am I missing somebody else there? Uh, I mean, Jared Way and yeah, Grant so Morrison he, are doing it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, that's certainly an exciting lineup of talent. And then during the week, uh, I saw you you shared this on Facebook, Ryan, but once Grant Morrison is going to be uh, announcing an Aboriginal character, comic book character that he's creating. Yeah, it was. Uh, actually, there was a really great piece written by uh, a friend of mine, Maria Lewis, an Australian journo, um, mm. who really, really knows her comic books. Mm. Um, and he did say that he's going to be creating for his, uh, what is it, Multiversity? Um, yes. The story that he's been working on for about 800 years. <laughs> uh, is finally going to see the light of day, and one of the main characters will be an Aboriginal character. Hmm. And, you know, it, it's also a very exciting time um, for pers- comic perspective on, you know, Indigenous Australians because Neomad is on the shelves. I think it was launched in uh, the Melbourne Writers Festival early September. And that's a fantastic comic book. And it's actually by a group of young um, kids from Roburn. And I hope somebody puts a copy of Neomad in Grant Morrison's hands while he's here and says, read this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So but one one great thing that um, that was brought up by Maria mm-hmm. uh, was the fact that you know he's he's not the only Australian uh, comic book character and and not the only Australian uh, Indigenous Australian comic book character either. So, mm. uh, but at the same time, bring it on! I mean, it's a it's quite a triumph for Australia, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, it's it's good when you have someone of Grant Morrison's popularity draw attention uh, to this to this uh, indigenous culture and actually try and use it for storytelling purposes, which is great to see. Yeah, it is. Great. So, graphics coming up on Tuesday. I'm hoping this 
podcast goes to air on Monday, but on Tuesday, 1st of October at 6.15, there's going to be a talk called City of Comics, an illustrated talk by Agathe Dejen, and Bernard Callio is doing his introductory bit um, on the night, and that's going to be at 234 Queensbury Street, Carlton, and basically... Agathe is going to be talking about bande dessinée, uh, French comics, Angoulême, um, the e- ESSI, which is the École Européenne Supérieure de l'Image, and basically how French people do comics. And isn't it great? Because over there it's considered an art form and not an embarrassment. Which <laughs> That's why French comics are great. They're treated with a degree of respect that is not afforded to um, the medium in other countries. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that as well. And we've got a number of comic launches, as I said, but I also wanted to quickly touch on something else, which is on Tuesday night, so after the City of Comics talk, I'm going to be on Sci-Fi and Squeam, which is on Joy FM and um, Sonia's show on Joy FM. And I'm going to be talking about Australian comics that are available digitally. And uh, the reason I want to talk about this is because... I had a run-in with a writer from a certain website. I'm, let's refer to it as Leading Fools. And Leading Fools apparently were interested in doing a article all about the Gestalt documentary, which you remember, Ryan? Uh, I think yes, you, absolutely. You reviewed it on this show. And they decided, this particular writer decided, that it's so important to let the world know about Australian comics that what he would do is he would take this review copy of the of the documentary he'd received and he would put it on youtube for everyone to see uh without permission uh, you didn't clear it anybody he just decided he'd do it and that's a sort of guerrilla journalism thing and it really annoyed the hell out of me <laughs> because to my mind i didn't understand why he felt he was entitled to put something like that out there without checking with the ABC or without checking with Gestalt or without checking with the director or whoever it was involved, he decided he had to do this because it's so hard to get the word out there internationally about Australian comics that he this is the only thing he could do. And what I couldn't understand was why couldn't he simply write a great review that would convince people there is something to check out here in Australia and maybe go on Amazon and order the books, or maybe go to the website and order the books. I did not, I could not follow his logic there. So, um, yeah, we had a wee bit of a falling out. And this inspired me. I want to do a little segment on Sci-Fi and Scream and talk about Australian comics that you can get online. They're available digitally. They're available through Comixology, like The Deep is on comic, Comixology, or graphically, uh, Christian Reed's book. Um, on last graphically, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, issue three is due to drop very soon, I believe. Paul Kajeji's Pandia. I mean, you can read that. And Paul did a little presentation for me all about making comics for online readers. Um, so yeah, these are Australian creators that are available that you can get. No matter geography is no barrier. And yeah, I just I, I got angry, Ryan. I got angry. <laughs> I just thought this this sort of enti- sense of entitlement it has no place in comics. To my mind. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, all credit to the fact that, you know, Hart's in the right place and, sure. and, you know, was trying to do the right thing. But at the same time, there's, there's ways of going about it. Um, you know, it's the same sort of thing where if I really like a comic book, I'm not going to scan it and put it online and say, everyone watch this. Because at the end of the day, um, 
you know, it's someone has put in the hard work. Mm. And, you know, when, when it's watched on television or if it's the DVDs bought or something like that, someone's at least getting remunerated for their hard work. So just putting it up, um, you know, as much as I'm sure he was trying to do the right thing, it was, it was probably a little bit misguided, I believe. Yeah, I, I could appreciate the enthusiasm, but I think it was the wrong way to do it. Yes. Now, um, moving right along. Yes. Andres, yes. Andres. Now, I, I'm I'm not too sure. I, I know him as Andrew, Andrew <laughs> Bergen. Uh, Andres, I know sometimes there's five Zs in Andres. I don't know if it's, uh, if the Z is silent, perhaps. Um, or, or we were talking before, and maybe it's, Andre, with like a like a symbol clash at the end. I'm not too sure, but regardless, uh, his next book, which is getting a launch very soon at All Star Comics, Tales to Admonish, is uh, has been sent through for me to have a look at. Now, obviously, it's a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a tongue in cheek title there, alluding mm-hmm. to Tales to Astonish, of course. Mm-hmm. Um. Now this is it's kind of a, a bit of a funny book. He's gone and and brought out this twenty-five page book, which will be released later on, uh, with I think it's Matt Kime, yeah, K Y M E, from that Bulletproof Kid. Now twenty-five pages with three stories in there. It's a really quick read and um, heavily influenced by sort of the forties uh, artistic style. Now what we get. In these three stories, there's a lot of nods to local comic books, but also local Australian culture, which I really like. Um, I like the fact that even though uh, Andres, you know, he um, he lives over in Japan, he lives and works over in Japan, he hasn't lost his grounding and, and sort of he knows where he comes from. Uh, both he and Matt are from Melbourne, and there's a lot of little nods to Melbourne and Melbourne culture in there as well, which is, is kind of sweet. And the art style I quite like, you know, it's, it's not as polished as some things that you see today, but, but I like it. It's a bit raw, a little bit gritty. Um, and one thing that on, on the very first page, I mean, you, you get through the outer cover, then into the inner cover and the very first page, we've got a man laying on the ground among a whole bunch of different Australian comic books. He's laying on the ground there. And he's got uh, covers for Spitfires and The List and From Above and McBlack and uh, even The High School Romance by uh, Jin Chan. Oh, and yeah. The Example, which, I mean, that's it's such a fantastic book. Now, that's one that I have to just recommend off the bat here, um, The Example. If you haven't read it, go read it. Tom Taylor and Colin Wilson, who mm. uh, actually someone else had said to me recently, I want Colin Wilson to be my dad. <laughs> now... The book itself it goes on, and the, and the first one's about a uh, about a heist at a comic book store that goes wrong, um, which you know that that's a bit off the wall, and and same sort of thing all among all these different comic books. We've got um, the Soldier Legacy and and stuff like that in there. Mm. That one goes wrong, and it's it's quite funny because as much as there's the whole setup for this heist, the punchline. It's it's kind of obvious and, and it should have been obvious from the get go, but it's a really great tongue in cheek story. 
Mm. Um, and, and it's all set in Melbourne. So you get to see like the uh, MRT and Flinders Street Station and stuff like that. Even though I'm not from Melbourne myself, I, I at least know these icons of Victoria. Flinders Street Station, as seen in Tom Taylor's Injustice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then we move on to another one that's a very simple and short story uh, titled Icing on the Cape. Which, I mean, even in the title, you know, it's, it's really tongue-in-cheek. And it's, it's the kind of cheesy cornball title that you would have gotten from a, you know, 1940s through to 1960s comic book. Mm. Um, another one, and, you know, you've got, you've got characters there that, um, you've got Ginger Megs. Like, it's quite obviously Ginger Megs playing, playing cricket and um, Blondie and Dagwood as well. So... There's all these little nods to comic books, and, it, and it's kind of nice, actually. It feels like it's a bit of a, um, it's a bit of a Valentine's card, a bit of a love letter to, to comic books. You know what you're kind of reminding me of there, because I was reading um, the latest League of Extraordinary Gentlemen book the other day, uh, Alan Moore, and um, where there's all these little in jokes to 19th century fiction and all these little characters popping for cameos it sounds like that this is a sort of australian comics league of extraordinary gentlemen there's all the different books somehow coming into the plot yeah it kind of is i mean and they don't necessarily come into the plot they may just be um background detail yeah just like little background details mm. and you know it doesn't those particular things don't really they don't necessarily add to the story but at the same time, it's a bit of a, um, you know, like we, we love comic books and, and we do this, this show because we love comic books and we love Australian comic books. And it's kind of nice to go through this. And I've actually gone through it a couple of times, which in itself, it's 25 pages, three stories. You could probably read it the once and, and bag it and board it and put it away. Mm. But I've gone through it a few times trying to make sure that I get as many of the references as possible. It's kind of a treasure hunt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so you, you kind of want to pride yourself on, on finding all of these little references. And I think I've got a fair few, but I'm sure that I've lost a couple as well. <laughs> we'll need to oh. get uh, the uh, annotations from Greg Gates. Yeah, I think so. Well, uh, <laughs> I, maybe we just need the answers in the back of the book, um, <laughs> which I never used in high school, by the way, just in case any of my teachers are listening. Um, now, I have to say, though, all of these little references, they don't actually come off as being particularly forced. Mm. You know, they're, they're just these little cameos that um, that slip in there as you go, and it's kind of great. You just go, oh, look, there's that, and there's that. But it doesn't bring you out of the moment. So I think um, Andres, he's done a really good job of writing those references in without making them seem overly forced. Mm. Um, overall, it's it's a really... It's a really quick, silly read. Uh, I mean, the last story itself, um, it's particularly silly. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, it's sort of, it's pulp fiction and, and it's, um, it's kind of a, a modern day pulp fiction. It's called Lazarus Slept, um, about a male and female. He's, he's like a, a PI sort of a, a guy and he's, he's blonde apprentice who put zombies to sleep. Oh. Well, in this one, he puts a zombie to sleep. Um, now, you know, you, you shoot a zombie and unfortunately it doesn't always work. But when the zombie is uh, a higher functioning zombie and sort of get the shits, where, where, <laughs> when the one shot doesn't work, 
it becomes a bit um, like it is corny and it's and it's it's silly, but at the same time, it's just a really great light read. Mm. And there's something great about not worrying about the next issue as well. You know, you read the yeah. story and then it's done. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love I love a story you can just be told, and even if it ends on an ambiguous note, sometimes that's good. Just leave it there. What happens next? Doesn't matter. The story's over now. <laughs> Move on. Yeah, and, and that's sort of, that's what happens here, where you don't necessarily know anything more about these people at all. Mm. Um, you learn all that you need in the, in the seven or so pages that there is, and that's it. We, we just move on. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a really fun little book, and, and at 25 pages, um, fitting in the three stories, he's done a really good job to actually fit them in there and, and not make them feel rushed or not make them feel hollow as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, that, that one is getting a launch on the 5th of October at All Star Comics. Very cool, very cool. And um, it would be remiss of us to not to mention that there's actually two other books also launching on the same day, which is uh, Divine Comedy from Matt Nichols and Simon Wright. If folks have been listening to the show, you may remember that uh, we previously reviewed Matt's book Collateral. Uh, which is an excellent read, and also was playing with superhero ideas, and this is once again a su- superhero-esque comic. And um, we also have Greg Brin's From Below, again a vigilante comic, again resembling sort of the caped superhero type. Um, I find that Australian comics that try and play with superhero storylines are very interesting because they tend to take them in different directions. Um, we've mentioned Winter City here many, many, many times. Um, that's because it actually is an exciting book for taking the idea of the Batman and then exploding it in a whole new way. Um, briefly earlier on, I alluded to Christian Reed and Gary Shalliner's Unmasked. Uh, again, super, a book about supervillains, but very different from the superhero fiction you'll find coming out of America. So I'm really curious to see what Craig, uh, Matt, and Simon have come up with their respective books. And I love that they're launching the same day as Andres's. But I think Matt Kime's going to be there on the day for Tales of Monish, but not Andres because he's all the way over in Japan, yes? Correct. Oh, yeah. Well, look, you got Matt, you got Matt Nichols and Matt Kime, you got Simon Wright, and you got Craig Brin. So head along to All Star on the 5th of October. Loads of lovely guys there and uh, great books for you to check out. And, um, Australia actually has a very rich history of superhero comics. Everything from Southern Squadron, Atom Man, The Shadow. There's a whole bunch of them down through the years. So it's it's good to see it sort of come back and maybe go in a new direction for uh, the type of stories that we usually see with caped people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so moving on, there is an- yet another launch. Uh, again in All-Star Comics. And it's on the 12th of October, that's a Saturday, and it's going to be from Milk Shadow this time. Milk Shadow are very proud to put out uh, Dylan Naylor's collected Da and Dill, and then bon- Ben Constantine's uh, Squirtstone, which has his plump oyster strips in there as well. Um, I just want to, I'll go through both of them. Um, Constantine, I know James Andre, when he was on the show last, he was very excited about this. Um, Constantine stuff's freaky. I love his art. It's really curious stuff. Um, a lot of you out there 
who, on your daytime trek back in May, you may have been exposed to his art already with the, the um, promotional art for the MX app launch in May. Uh, so that was a huge win for him. But this is sort of weird little tales from himself. His characters are all these freakish, almost... They got these organs in weird places on their face, and they're um, almost childlike, but in this corroded way. It's, it's I, I'm lo- running out of words here, Ryan. It's strange stuff, but uh, I, I, I really love it, and uh, I got a review copy of it, and I'm plowing through it. I think it's a great read, so I'm looking forward to writing about it. And also on the day, Dylan Naylor's Da and Dill. Da and Dill, I first encountered when I was reading uh, the Strange Worlds of Greg Gates because Greg has worked on, with Dylan on some of these uh, cartoon strips. Um, Dad and Dill apparently was originally available in uh, regional fairs across Australia in show bags. Yeah, not just regional fairs. I remember getting it um, in the early 90s, probably from, from about 90 until the mid-90s in yeah. show bags at the Royal Easter Show. There you go. Yeah, and you've got a different events in all the different cities, don't you? There's all the different... Yeah, I mean, uh, as with everything else, Sydney's is the biggest and best. Yeah. But uh, I was waiting for you to bite then. I got nothing. <laughs> I don't have any tribal loyalty. It's not like... That you know. is true. If I had <laughs> said something about Dublin or whatever, maybe yeah. I would have got a rise out of you. Yeah. Um, now, no, I mean, it's been in, in show bags everywhere. And generally what happens is the same show bags go to every show and, mm. and probably around Australia. Um, you know, it's it's basically a traveling carnival. So there are a lot of people that would have had um, access to these books. Mm. And what I think is great about this is a Milk Shadow have actually collected all of those books from the show bags and they've put them into one volume. Yeah, uh, you know what? I, I actually hadn't thought of Darren Deal for years. But yeah. I, I do remember, you know, I remember having them in, in a comic box from mm. uh, from back in the 90s. Well, his, his stuff's really interesting. Dylan Naylor is another artist who I have a lot of time for. Um, uh, a Brush with Darkness came out there recently. That was his uh, poster work down through the years for different bands and different gigs. Um, and I, I love his artwork. He he worked with uh, Gary Schalner on Planet of the Apes. Did you mm, know that? Mm, yeah, yeah. That's that's one of your favorites, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, it's uh, I'm just a Planet of the Apes fan, but um, you know, I, I sort of look at Look at Planet of the Apes and, and the way that it was done by um, Mr. Shalina, and it's something that needs to be re-released. Mm. And it, it still hasn't, regardless of how many letters I've sent off. <laughs> but uh, Dylan's stuff um, is very, you know, strongly identifiable. You can see, you can recognize his style straight away. And Dan and Dill is it is a kids' comic. It's a very strange comic about a, a, a boy named Ian who's uh, been pursued at all times by uh, what appears to be an alien imp and a uh, and a mutant bird boy. So there's these two boys, and they may be an imp, alien imp, and they may be a mutant bird, or they may be two children who are wearing masks. It's not entirely clear. Well, um, as a selling point, I mean, this is... I remember reading it and thinking how, how awesome it was and how off the wall it was. Yeah. And I've only just thought of this recently. It's like... It, it is adventure time. Yes. Yes. Everything's adventure time. I was reading about a Finnish comic there, you know, about a boy and his dog having adventures in some sort of dream world. And someone said, it's basically adventure time. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's what it is. It, it's off the wall and it's irreverent and it's um, like it's a, a little bit crazy where you don't know if it's this crazy dream world or if it's reality, you know. But mm. at the same time, I do remember the adventures of these two kids. Um, and, and it was actually a little bit unsettling in t- at times as well, as much as it was it was just weird and it was funny. It was kind of it had this undertone of just being a little bit unsettling as well. They're driving poor Ian mad. That's, they just torture him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's this poor little kid. You know, he, he keeps referring to them as infants. So he keeps trying to get them to grow up. And they're just like play acting and jumping out at him and exposing him to all this danger. And it's a very weird book. But, um,. What I love uh, about this launch on the 12th of October, so you've got Naylor who's going to be there and Constantine's going to be there, but Mad Men are going to be doing show bags. Ah, oh, that's awesome. They're going to be doing show bags for the, for the two books, and I really, really think you're on the money there. I really think it would be great if Mad Men marketed Dan Dill with Adventure Time because that's your audience. That's what you want. Oh, it totally is. And I mean, it's, it's something that people can immediately connect with because Adventure Time is so massive. Mm. Whereas if you go Die and Dill, they go, oh, I kind of maybe remember that comic book from the Easter show or from whatever show they went to, mm. but may not sort of see the link between the two. And what's even better is that you go, well, you know, they, they beat, beat Pendleton to the mark. You know, this was around long before Adventure Time. 1992, I think he started, was he? Like yeah, that. I think it was it was through through the nineties. I, I can't mm. remember exactly when uh, the first one was. Cowtown Comics was his imprint, I think. Cowtown. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I do remember, and I, I'm actually really looking forward to grabbing uh, grabbing the book. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, and look, once again, uh, we've actually talked about Milk Shadow for the last two or three shows, actually, and I think that's a credit to them as a publisher because they are supporting. Uh, not only local talent, but very experimental cartoonists and uh, people out there who are trying to get really original work out to the to readers. And it's great that they've got the backing of Mad Men. It's great that they can pull off events like this now. Um, more power to them, I say. You know, get let's get some more quality work out of Milk Shadow and support more original voices in comics. Absolutely. Now, moving on to, uh, I, I suppose, the, the other powerhouse in Australian comics and Gestalt. Now, this one, I can't really say much about this because I don't really know much about this. But Oh, yes, your little secret conversation, yeah. Yeah, but but regardless, I'm I'm very excited. Um, <laughs> now I, I caught up with Andrew Constant of Torn uh, <laughs> the other day, and we were just talking about his upcoming book, Broken Line. Now, first of all, go and check out the cover art. Um, yeah. Emily Smith's cover art it just looks fantastic, and it's sort of it's alluding to something. I mean, you see the little um, the little nuclear looking explosion in the uh in the bumper bar but the art is fantastic and and the the cover looks really great um i'm assuming that sky ogden has put that together um he he generally does the graphics for their releases and it looks really really good Mm. um now what andrew said to me and and there's no spoilers here at all but he said that he's he's going somewhere with this and he's he wants people to sit back and just go, all right. Uh, I I see where you're going. Let's let's roll with it. And you know that that's something that sometimes we don't do. Mm. 
you know, sometimes we sit there and we read a comic book and we'll get a few pages in and we go, I see where this is going. And then we, we preempt what's going to happen. And it sort of, it it kind of ruins the surprise. Yeah. You know, because there, there are, there are only so many, uh, classic tropes that, that are used in, in comic books or storytelling in general. And if you're pretty well read, you probably know most of them. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think that, and, and talking to Andrew Constant, like he knows, he knows how to write a damn good story. Um, mm. I've got no hesitation in putting that out there. So just a couple of little things that he's told me and, and the launch is still a little while away, but a couple of little things that he's told me, um, this is looking like being a really fantastic book. And after what he did with, with Torn and sort of flipping the whole werewolf story on its head, He's got me hook, line, and sinker already. Yeah, this is going to... Well, okay. Um, uh, is it safe to say this is going to be his dystopian book? Well, you know what? I, I really... I tried to get that out of him. <laughs> um, and, and I didn't... I failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> like, worst journalist Exclusive ever. report from Ryan Huff. How'd it go, Ryan? I failed miserably. There you go, everyone. <laughs> Exclusive report. What's it about? I don't know. (laughs) I'm not very good at my job, but um, regardless, yeah, I I am really excited. Um, He he is being very coy about this because uh, you follow him on social media as well. Uh, A lot of Australian uh, writers, you know, when they're talking about their process, they tend to drop little hints here and there. Whereas I notice Andrew hasn't been he he's definitely doing something he's alluding to oh i've had an idea or oh i've made a breakthrough or whatever. I'm like, okay what is the breakthrough what are you referring to you know whereas other people will mention like christian will start talking about dragons and something and then you're, okay it's fa- he's talking about fantasy fiction but i'm getting nothing <laughs> nothing at all yeah and you don't yeah just the, the the few little things that he's told me um like we're in for a treat excellent can't wait can't wait at all. And hopefully, come the next episode, we may know a little more. Well, yeah, I, I'm definitely hoping so. I, um, I'll, I'll let you know when I know. <laughs> but regardless, uh, once we get our hands on on Broken Line, uh, I think we could do a special a special episode for that one. Brilliant, brilliant. And b- before I forget. Um, the word is that Sebastian Hawks is going to be launching at New York Comic Con as well. Another yes. launch coming up. So that's T Rex Jones. He's now in the firing line as well. So he's putting out this this book which he made with the Wolf Creek guys, and we were we did the show about the um, the crowd crowdfunding campaign to get it out there, and mm-hmm. so it's 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 coming out as well. So God, it's a it's a packed month. Yeah, it is. It's um now I really I'm not too sure whether or not it's because, you know, we're we're just a bit more immersed in Australian comic books now than we were probably when we first started. Mm. Um but it does seem as though the Australian comic book uh industry scene, whatever you want to call it, let's not get into that again. Um <laughs> it it definitely seems like it's just exploded recently and it's not it's not people talking about books. It's not people talking about the story that they want to do. It's a whole lot of people doing what they want to do yeah. and actually releasing some great content. So, 
Yeah, I don't I don't know whether it whether it's just that we're seeing it happen and and previously we weren't or whether it's actually because it's happening. Mm. Um but regardless, it's an exciting time to be involved. It is. It's you know, people are turning up as opposed to just talking about it. You're right. Yes, yeah. The people who actually do show up on the day and say, I got a book. Here it is. You know, that's there's more of them now. And that, mm, I think mm. that's that's um that's very encouraging because it shows that there is an interest, a wider interest. Um, and an awareness that there is an audience out there. So yeah, uh, and, and I mean it, it means that we may be able to kick on for a bit longer, <laughs> which is a good thing, right? <laughs> that is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gives gives more to talk about. Exactly. Um, very good. Well, listen, I think we've covered a fair bit there, and I'm really looking forward to November because it sounds like we're going to have more to talk about and a few maybe see if we can get some of these folks on the show for November. Um, but is there anything else in particular you're looking forward to or just flat out now for next month? No, flat out. It's um, It's been very busy lately um, in, in terms of comic books and all other sort of geekery related stuff. Uh, mind you, you know, spending 50 hours on Grand Theft Auto probably doesn't help. <laughs> They'll put a crimp in your uh, reading time. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Mm. Um, So if folks out there want to catch you, where can they find you? You can find me at geekofoz.com or at facebook.com forward slash geekofoz or twitter.com forward slash geekofoz. Everything geekofoz, just geekofoz. Not queer geeks of Oz. No. Something entirely different, which is fine. That's not a problem. I actually had people messaging me saying, these people, they're stealing your thunder. Oh, come I said, on. I said, I don't have thunder. It's a descriptive term. They're I, I don't have they're... thunder and they're better dressed than me and, <laughs> you know, more intelligent and articulate. So. <laughs> but that is, that is worth mentioning. Uh, this year's Armageddon in Melbourne, there's going to be a panel dedicated to Queer Geeks of Oz. And there, I think John Richards is going to be there and Sonia from Cypher and Scream is going to be there and a few other folks are going to be there. And they're going to be talking about all sorts of nerdy shenanigans. Um, and I think that's, that's fantastic to see an LGBT uh, audience for comics and cartoons and sci-fi and be catered to so uh yeah that's that's coming up in october as well yeah and you know what it really is a great thing and Mm. and i hope that i don't upset anyone by saying this but me being a white male i face absolutely um no issues in terms of discrimination so i don't want to speak outside of school but we see a lot of a lot of things um, where people focus on discrimination towards women in comic books or the comic book community and bullying that is associated with it and everything else. And the fact that now, you know, the women have spoken out and they've said it's not good enough and, and we deserve to be treated equally and mm. and we deserve to have strong female characters represented. And now what the guys or, or the people at um, Queer Geeks of Oz are doing is that they're saying, well, us too, you know. We've we face it a bit ourselves as well. So um, yeah. Well, well, I mean, what happened there was I think Sonia just uh, dropped the line to the Armageddon people and said, "Hey, we want a panel." And they're like, "Okay, here you go. Here's a panel." I mean, again, what we were talking about before with the Australian comics uh, creators is you turn up. You yeah. Know, you actually say, "No, we're going to have a panel. We're going to discuss this," and then they did, and I think that's great. Because again, you know, the, this is an audience that should be catered to. This is these are people who do read comics, who do watch sci-fi, and 
um, that should be celebrated. Yeah, you know what? It should be celebrated, and it shouldn't be relegated to Young Avengers. You know, it shouldn't just be so underrepresented in comic books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go, folks. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> we got a little segue there. But Ryan's you can be found on Geek of Oz. Uh, the shows again that we discussed tonight: we fifth of October. Uh, Craig, the two Maths, and Andres Bergen. They're going to have their launches and all-star comics and on the 12th of october back to all-star again uh milk shadow are going to be uh hosting a launch for dylan nailers dad and dill and ben constantine's um squirtstone the collected plum oyster my name is emma okuna you can find me on the moments report and on twitter is e-m-m-e-t-o-c underscore thanks for listening folks great month of comics look forward to i'm very excited say goodbye ryan oh yeah goodbye <laughs> See you later, folks. Bye.